Welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary. It is WrestleMania day, and quite frankly, one of the WrestleManias I've been the most excited for over the last like 10-15 years, it feels like. Uh, so we have a two-parter for WrestleMania previews today. As mentioned on some previous uh, shows, we've had some tech problems here the last couple of days. So this first one is going to be with Fuad as they get ready for Game Over WrestleMania tonight and tomorrow on uh, SDPN subscribe to the YouTube channel, check out, uh, check it out there and you'll get to see game over WrestleMania, uh, but we preview the WrestleMania that he is going to be breaking down. So that is part one coming up, uh, part two, a little bit later on today, you are going to hear my WrestleMania breakdown with Josh from the fresh take network. So we got Fuad coming up here with uh, game over WrestleMania tonight. Check that out on SDPN. And then later it's going to be Josh from fresh take. So a lot of wrestling talk coming your way here over the next few hours as we get ready for WrestleMania 39 tonight. It is the most wonderful time of year. WrestleMania season is upon us. Um, and very pleased to be joined now by uh, Fuad Sullivan from SDPN. Uh, you know him from Game Over Toronto. You will know him from uh, Game Over WrestleMania. Uh, so there is uh, a lot to, to discuss here with Fuad. Uh, we've been a part of the network together for a while, but we haven't really had the pleasure. It's uh, nice to chat with you. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Uh, yeah, it's a great time of year. I mean, all the sports are heading. All the sports are heading to the playoffs. The today's the opening day for baseball. I had no idea. I don't follow. I don't really follow it like during spring training because I'm like I, I don't really care. But I like saw a commercial like yesterday while I was watching the Leafs game and it said like the Jays and Cardinals tomorrow. And I'm like, all right. How about that? I was like, I just okay. Like that means springtime is starting. I mean. Depending on where you are in the country, because in Toronto, there was like some weird half rain, half slush storm oh. that was just 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 blanketing the city. But then it went away. And it was sunny. So I don't know anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm looking outside at a, a still a few centimeters of snow. So um, spring hasn't necessarily sprung in Calgary just yet, but uh, at least Does it ever spring sports in Calgary. Does Pardon? Calgary ever has this Calgary ever have spring, though? We have it for about 45 minutes and then it turns into minus, and if we go from like minus 30 to, hey, by the way, spring exists and then it's plus 30. And that's basically life here. There you go. Hey, um, landed, okay. landed extremes. Yeah, exactly. Um, OK, WrestleMania is here. I, I don't want to lead the witness. I just want to ask, where is your excitement level for WrestleMania right now? Oh, it's it's got to be like in like I got to say like an eight or nine out of ten because uh, like it's such a deep two night card like there are some, there are, like i'll be watching it probably and i'll probably see it and then like they'll show the promo and i'll be like oh i forgot that match is coming on like they have a hell in a cell match that's going to be like in the middle of the card they got they're gonna they're gonna open the show i believe with austin theory and john cena which is um very interesting i i'm hoping they go i'm hoping they make john, uh austin theory win just to put up just to kind of put the guy over i i do like him and it's kind of an allusion to um, John Cena's first WrestleMania, which was the opening match for the United States title. So I think they did it like a bit like that. But I'm I'm pretty excited. Like there's so much compared to the last two years. There's so much talent like that they have developed and put into the spotlight. Um, as compared to the last couple of years, for sure. Like there's no filler. I don't see any no. filler in this one. No, and that's the thing. Like I um. I, I'm happy you're on that level because I, I was chatting. I, I did one podcast earlier this week and we were like best WrestleMania build in like 10 years. This is great. Everything's exciting. And then I chatted with my buddies and they were like, yeah, it's okay. Like still wish it was Sammy in the main event over Cody. Yeah. I'm like, I, 
I, I understand like Montreal, it would have been a great, it would have been amazing. Loved it. I have no notes for what they've done since then. I think the, the, the Sammy KO you, uh, Uso stuff has been oh, yeah. phenomenal. And Cody against Roman has been just epic promo battle after epic promo battle. Like I get one night in Montreal would have been great. Um, the, <laughs> who among Canadian wrestling fans doesn't want to change a couple of nights of how things went down in Montreal. Um, yeah. But for, but for this build, like I, I have no problem with the direction that anything has gone based on how they followed things up after Elimination Chamber. Where are you at with kind of the, the two headliner matches for this? The headliners be, oh, the uh, the tag team match and then the... Uh, and and the, then the, the, uh, the title match, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I mean, the Sammy and Sammy Zayn has just been like the star of the program for the last, you know, calendar year, really, like 2022 going into 2023. And obviously... Kevin Owens, you can put him anywhere in the card and he'll flourish. He'll face like he is such a versatile uh, wrestler, kind of in the kind of like Chris Jericho back in the day. Like when Chris Jericho was in WWE, like they they would have him as heel and he'd be great. And then he'd be a face. He'd be great. So he's they're kind of look the same. Canadians are very versatile, I guess. But uh, I do like that. You know, they've the way they build stuff up is so great because they have delayed all the the gratification and what they did, like when they gave the hug, like the crowd exploded. And they did even the same thing for the Mysterio, the Mysterio's match, like where he finally clocked his son in the face. And I'm like, the crowd just went wild. And that's like the way they've done it is so like smart. Like they've really built up to those moments. And then you can look back on those pops and be like, those are really big pops. So, uh, and then the Cody Roman match, you know, I mean, the build, it hasn't been, like, as epic as the Bloodline storyline, but, I mean, Cody Rhodes is just, he's a screams star. Like, yeah. he just, you look at him, he's a star. And, um, yeah, he, like, it, it'll be an unreal match for sure. Like, there, I have no doubt between those two guys that it's going to be, like, we'll forget about any mistakes in the build once you see what they put on um, in the main event. Mm-hmm. Any thought in your mind that maybe Roman wins it, or or is this the the crowning of of Cody Rhodes as the the undisputed Universal Champion? You know, my somebody, the guy I'm bringing on for Game Over WrestleMania, we, we he he want we want he wants it to happen, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think with Cody, I think that was always the plan. Probably when they brought him in, we're like we're going to make we're going to give you your WrestleMania moment. I mean, if you just think contractually, you know, just bringing him in from AEW, but. Yeah. Also, I mean, there all there is also like scuttlebutt that Roman Reigns is probably going to take a break mm-hmm. uh, from the business um, because, like, I think he's getting way too he's like he's getting to that point where Hollywood's going to come calling for him uh, in the very near future. You know, he's hitting that he's starting to hit that Rock Batista Cena level where like the 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 greater culture notices him, so he'll be you know showing up in a movie or something like that but i'm not to say he won't be back like the rock but i i think that they might just be crowning cody Rhodes. i think it's the right time i i think it's the right time you want to you know i think you you this is the time to make cody Rhodes your face of the company like at this very moment or uh, there's no better moment i don't think no no i completely agree yeah and it's just man he like since coming over because at the time when he left AEW, like AEW's got a bunch of momentum and everyone uh, until like four months ago, kind of like low-key hated WWE for a while, but we still kind of watch it. And he goes to WWE and it just fits. 
right? Like he he's just, he is more sports entertainer than professional wrestler. And I mean that in the nicest way possible. Like he, oh, yeah. it just, it felt like he fit the WWE system so well. Hey, to, to be fair, I, that's not a, that's not an insult. I, I kind of enjoy the sports entertainment side more mm-hmm. than the, I do like a good match, but like at the end of the day, it's like the one that I think the criticism that I have with AEW, if it's just a match of guys, just and they're athletic marvels and it's watching, you know, two guys just, you know, being in total sync. It's almost like watching a, like a Cirque du Soleil, yeah. but there's no story behind a Cirque du Soleil. Right. Or like, if there's no build, there's no psychology, there's no personality behind and just I'm just watching like a like a very athletic dance that's really fantastic, but it's not going to captivate me week after week. Right. So that, that that I'm that kind of fan. I'm that kind of a uh, um. I'll be, I'm the fan that the hipsters would hate because I'm just like sports entertain me. Damn it. Yeah, I I agree with Eric Bischoff way too much for the internet wrestling community. I think because he has the, the same things where it's like yeah, like like Vikingo against Kenny Omega on Dynamite was one of the best matches I've ever seen. But I would rather the Kevin Owens Sami Zayn hug and that build to oh yeah, this was crazy. That was crazy. Oh, that was awesome. Like yeah, I'm with you. Like give me something to be emotionally invested into. Give me both. I mean, like oh, yeah. look, this. Like the Sammy Roman match in Montreal was was pretty great. It was because yeah. there was lo- so much great psychology to it. Like, I mean, he was going to talk to the guy's wife, and he was yelling at his wife. I mean, that was that was really cool. Like the the fact that she got involved in <laughs> in the in the match. But that's the kind of I mean. But to me, it's not ju- again. It's not just about like oh, like a like a like a seven twenty ten thousand five to five hundred degree splash. Or all these like crazy like reversals, it's those are cool, but there's got to be a reason. Like yeah. there's got to be a reason behind it. Why should I care? Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. why that's what I think WWE has done is will continue to do better than AEW. AEW has done that better in the past, but they've kind of got away from that. Mm-hmm. No, totally agree. Uh, moving away from kind of the the top of the card, like you said, that this is so so deep. Like I I don't think people really appreciate the fact that we're getting. Gunther against Sheamus against Drew McIntyre. That's like, gonna be a great match. Oh, that, like just, you want to talk about I, a great match? That would be a great one. Yeah, like just to 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 steal the Sheamus saying, like it's gonna banger after banger after banger oh, yeah. after banger. Yeah. But man, like I feel like this because like WrestleMania is kind of like the end of the year, right? Like the the Monday night after is kind of the Happy New Year for everyone. It yeah. feels like this next like WWE calendar could be the year of Gunther. Like I I feel like he could be set up to be like next year's WrestleMania challenger. Yeah, I mean, well, to your point, they had him and they had him go from number 1 in the Royal Rumble and then they had him in like a like a 15 minute match to get eliminated in the in the Rumble. So I'm pretty sure that's kind of like a stamp of approval. Um at first, I when I first kind of like caught him coming on, I wasn't like totally captivated because again, I need to see the personality, the story. Like, there's, it's yeah, like I have to see because if there's no like promo skills, if there's no like who am I and what do I do? But then I realized like when they started to bring back Imperium and you know he had his like crusade and said like I am real professional wrestling. Like he's got a good voice. He's, he's got a, he's a decent promo too. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, in the ring, he's just a brawler he's a he's like yeah he's the next guy if they, if they want someone to be like a walmart roman reigns for next year if roman reigns is not going to be a part of it i think i think you can have him win, win the belts you probably have him versus cody at some point just going back to that rumble match they, they like to allude to old things so i i would say that 
Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be the year of Gunther for sure. Yeah, I can't wait for that, man. Like, there's so many on here I can't wait for. Uh, one where the build never really seemed to get out of first gear, but I'm looking forward to the match. Oscar against Bianca Belair. Like, I, I think that's going to be great. Like, the the build. I, I just like, I don't want either of them to turn heel because I like cheering for both of them, but it, it's felt like kind of oil and water. But once we get to this match, I think it's going to be great. Um, where, what do you think about the, the, the Raw Women's Championship match that we'll be seeing this weekend? Yeah, it's tough because I guess it's like, again, it's where is like, what is the story there? Like mm -hmm. why, like the, like the, on the other side of the SmackDown Women's Championship, like there's, there is a, you know, there's a story they're telling. It's like young upstart um, and like established legend. So it's like, there you go. Like you can write that. It writes itself. But with Asuka and Bianca, it's kind of like, they were like friends. And then they're like, oh, I respect you, but I'm sort of scared of you. Like, I would have liked to see them just go full board, like Asuka becoming like psycho and just, spraying that evil mist into her face and like, you know, just being evil. Like, I mean, I, you don't always have to have heels and faces, but sometimes it's like, you, know, you kind of just, you know, just give me that, you know, like let's give me a bit of that, you know, psychology to work with. Right. Yeah. So, but I, I, I think it'd be a great match. Like Oscar's like when this new crazy character of Oscar is, is pretty interesting. And I'd be interested to see like what, she does in a match. I don't think they're going to have her win. I, I can't see it. I'd be shocked if they did. Yeah. I think Bianca is kind of like the, like Bianca Belair is their John Cena essentially for the, sorry, is the, what for the women's division. So I, 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 I think it'll probably be Bianca, but I'm willing to be um, surprised. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree. And I, I thought like they, they kind of hinted at where I wanted them to go with this on Monday when they had like the two videos playing with like Oscar, this dominant NXT champion coming over to, to Raw and just kicking everyone's head in. And then Bianca basically following that same path. I was like, if you could have got me that four weeks ago and we built on that, that would have been what? But now, like yeah. like you said, no, the, the match is still going to be good. And I'm looking forward to Rhea Ripley against Charlotte Flair as well. I think like those are two people who are kind of made to wrestle each other. And like, the story of Rhea winning the Rumble, she challenges Charlotte because she's come up short against her. Like that is, it, it's such a great story. And it does feel like we're talking about like getting into different eras. It does feel like we're going into a Rhea Ripley era now. Yeah. And that one is so funny because it's like kind of like my favorite type of storyline. And I'll explain. It's like, I think it's, you're going to see a double turn almost mm. like with, with the, with the, the fan support. I mean, if like, if I were booking that match, I would almost copy the Bret Hart, Steve Austin match from WrestleMania 13. I was, I was two years old. I can't remember, but like I would copy that formula basically maybe have like Charlotte just, just can't beat her. Just can't. And then like puts her in the figure eight for like, like five minutes and then she won't tap out. She passes out. I mean, maybe that's a little too, too much on the nose, but you know what I'm trying to say? Like you could tell the crowd is turning against Charlotte. And I think Charlotte's just a natural heel. It's, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard for the fans to constantly be behind her for too long. It's just like your natural heel. It's like Roman Reigns. Like it's, like she's a fantastic performer, but like I I want to boo her. I don't I don't want to cheer her. Right. So I think Rhea probably kind of becoming like a pseudo tweener face out of this would be a cool ending. I think I think that would be a, I think that'd be the smart way to go. I think Rhea Ripley again has like the rocket fuel behind her. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, just a, a couple more with you, and I want to touch on a, a couple of other sports, if uh, if you don't mind. Um, going into the, the world of basketball, the uh, the Raptors did not go the direction anyone, including me, thought they would go at the the trade deadline. And then you see Pirtle with the group, and it's like, oh, they were missing that. Like it, it does feel like th- there's part of it where it's like, I'm glad you got that. We've known that's been missing for a year and a half. Could this not have been figured out sooner? But r- regardless, um, what do you think of kind of the direction of the Raptors? And like, I, I, I don't think they have a hope in hell against either Milwaukee or Boston. But no. I, I like the chances of going into a seven-eight play-in and at at least winning one of them. Um, what, where, where do you come out on where the Raptors are going right now? I, at first, well, I mean, if they're going to the play-in, I will cheer for them. But at first, I hated it. I hated the move. I hated it. Like, and it's not to anybody. It's not to the Jacopertles. Not that Jacopertles sucks. I mean, that's a great trade in a vacuum. Where it's like, if you're if you're a team, if the Raptors were in fourth place, and they were the Cleveland Cavaliers this season, and they just needed a bit more help, I would say it's a great move. I would say if you think you're a reasonable contender. That's that's the move you make. It's draft pick, draft smashed, right? Like that's what you're trying to get in the late first round. But to me, I'm like, what did you see in this season to think that they were a Yaka Pirtle away from being a contender? Right. I mean, like they look okay, but like they're kind of becoming like the Washington Wizards of like they're just becoming like a mid team. And then you left your your two big UFAs, pending UFAs. On the roster, so what? Are, what are you going to do? Are you going to go into the off season and re-sign everybody? Three UFA's now they traded for UFA. You're going to re-sign all of them and then max yourself out to a play-in team. I'm like, well, that's not fun. And then what? What's your alternative? They backed themselves into a no-win corner. What's your alternative? You're going to blow it up. You trade Siakam. You sign and trade the other guys. But then the Spurs are like. Hey, thanks guys. You're giving me a you're giving us a top seven protected pick um next season, which likely could convey to them and be like, hey, thanks for Kawhi six years ago. But yeah, to me, I'm not excited about it. Like I have to see they gotta pull off a miracle in the offseason for me to be excited about their direction because they just went full on just you know what? We're happy to be mid. And they just mid, right? So it sounds like a hater take, but I'm like, ah, like. I just think you had so much potential to recoup the assets, build young, get a lot of picks around Scotty Barnes, go into the lottery this season, see what happens. And then you probably would have been in the same position as this season, but younger with more draft picks. Right. And not that they were going to be able to out tank San Antonio or Charlotte or any of those teams, but there is kind of a very good prize for sucking this year. You know, like when seems like the truth, you know? Yeah, totally. And then, but there's other guys, there's a lot of other people like in the lottery, like it's never always just like, Oh, you tank for that one player. And then you're just like, well, we might as well just not have tanked. I mean, there's, there are other prospects that will, I mean, every draft, you can look at like the 2021 draft, for example, where they got Scotty Barnes, you look across that whole top 10 and there's already like, there's, there's already like a lot of future all-stars. Like the, the guy that was picked after a couple picks after uh, Franz Wagner from the Orlando magic already looks better than Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes is great. You know, you had Evan Mobley, you had Cade Cunningham, Jalen green. They all look like studs. So 
a draft is usually not just one player. You'll always find somebody like even in like 2020 where like guys, great guys went in the late twenties, late into the 30th pick too. Uh, and moving to the the hockey team that you cover for SDPN on on Game Over Toronto, um, I'm not the the typical non-Toronto uh, Leafs hater. Um, I lived in Toronto for a couple of years. I oh, I, 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 I don't have a Matt Sundin jersey, but I was at the last game at Stage and played as a Leaf. Um, but oh, yeah. for yeah, yeah, it's a weird distinction I hold. But um, <laughs> I I I like how Toronto has built their team. I think the Leafs are very very fun, and I kind of just want it to work. And I, I think rather famously, it hasn't when it comes to playoff time. What about this season makes you think that this year might be different? Yeah, a couple things about that. So from the team itself, I think you've seen growth from guys that are that we need to see growth from. So it's all about, to me, I always say it's all about the big four, the four guys that you paid half a cap for. If those guys aren't going to show up, you might as well not even show up. You might as well not, you, like you might as well just pack it in because that means you have no chance against Tampa Bay. But seeing Mitch Marner become a like a really good play, like when people were like, "Oh, he's not worth that eleven million dollars." Too. Oh, that's kind of a steal actually because he's fed. He's been otherworldly this season. I mean, maybe a top five player. You have William Nylander who has about like eighty something points, having his best season. John Tavares is captain steady. Like everyone, he's you'll never he'll never jump off the screen. He's not gonna pull off in Michigan. He's not gonna twirl around everybody, but he's captain consistency. He gets in the corners. He, you know, he sets up his teammates. He's always the same. He's always this level even. And obviously, and of course, Austin Matthews. People were kind of wondering, hey, what where's where's Austin Matthews? I mean, he still has 37 goals, but where's the juice? Where's the magic that he had last season scoring 60 goals? Well. If you've been paying attention to the last couple of games, starting to come back. So he's peaking at the right time. They have goaltending too. They have three options in net uh, that I would be okay with going into a playoff series, to be honest. So that's the difference where we had like Frederick Anderson and then Jack Campbell, not the greatest in the playoffs. But um, and then on the Tampa Bay side, I said this to Steve to Steve Dangle when he came on, and uh, he kind of was like, "Oh yeah," but. He's kind of like laughed it off because of, but listen, I'm hoping for the limitations of the human anatomy to help the Leafs. At, at some point, you can't play four seasons of hockey in two years and continue crushing the league. At some point, the Tampa Bay Lightning have to falter and crumble. They look like they kind of are in the regular season. I'm not taking that as any kind of gospel because they're kind of, I think they might be playing possum, mm -hmm. but you know, it's like that line in dodgeball. Don't like, was like, it's like, <laughs> it's like, don't leave the roadkill until you scraped it off the road. It, it, they ain't dead. Like I'll tell you that much. They'll give the Leafs the series, but at some point, my hope, my copium is that they're to just, they just don't have the juice anymore. The Leafs are younger. They're, not really faster, but they're younger, they're hungrier. Maybe they can knock off the old, withered, tired champs. Um, well, what's a successful season for? Obviously, like the the big one would be, you know, lifting a big silver thing over your head at the end. But That's is that yeah. is that the only way a successful season? Is it just get into the fucking second round? Like what 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 makes you kind of go, okay, this was good? Yeah. Ah, oh, man. Like. 
Uh, well, first round is bare minimum. If they don't get out of the first round, I don't care what anybody says. I don't care how many, how much, how much respect you got in the handshake line. I don't care what like the other team says. Catastrophe, terrible, awful. Blow it up. I don't care. Like I like, just completely like change it up. Like because at this point, you guys can't do it. If you get to the second round and you put up a seven game series against Boston and you don't win, I'll be okay with that. I'll be sad. I'll say, you know what? Listen, there's 32 teams. Not everybody can. There's teams that have never hoisted a Stanley Cup, right? You know, just west of you, you know, Vancouver, they never hoisted a Stanley Cup, right? Right. You know, a lot of teams have never done it because it's very, very hard. Winning a first round, it's not that hard. They should have done it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, people say 1967 and they make fun of me. I'm like, that's not a big deal to me. Like, so many teams, the Boston Red Sox didn't win a, didn't win a World Series for 86 years. The Chicago Cubs, 100 years, right? It, winning a championship in sports, like out of 30 teams, is incredibly hard. You need a lot of luck and a lot of just everything to go your way. 2004 is the real number if you want to make fun of Leaf fans because that is the most egregious number. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, that's that. That's a ways. That that's that's a pretty long drought, for, especially like there have been some good teams there in the last little while too, right? The last seven years, like mm-hmm. they've been. I mean, we can blame part of it on the uh, our our beloved Gary Bettman format, which we all love. There's no problem with it, I assure you. But like, you know, you can blame it all you want, but then okay, the first series against Washington, they were young. They were young. It was a great series. I mean, that was really that was good vibes all around. Best loss ever. Then Boston, it was like, oh, they, they came back from 3-1, took it to 7. Okay. They signed John Tavares. Whoa, let's go. 2019, they lose in 7 after one of the worst coach games, game 7s in the history of the world. And, of course, there's the pandemic. The 2020 bubble, I don't even count that as a season. It just didn't happen. Locked out of my memory. Then you get to the Montreal series where, you, oh my God, how yeah. did you let how did you let that one slip? And then against Tampa, you had them three times. You led the series three times. I think, yeah, I think they led the series three times, and they just they couldn't they couldn't that those last two seasons were the very frustrating ones for me. I know everyone was like, "Well, we respect oh Tampa Bay that was a good series." No, you had two three leads. You know, yeah. you gotta at some point. You, you can't fumble the, the ball at the one-yard line. You've got the ball in your hands. Can't fumble the ball like that weird clip in the 90s where the Buffalo Bills guy held it out. I don't know if you remember that. And <laughs> yeah. it just, that's, that's hilarious. I mean, yeah. but. <laughs> All-time sports blooper for sure. Yeah, yes, no, but that... you cannot fumble the, the I, you're at the one-yard line. Take it across. Yeah. Just do the damn thing. Yeah, no, I, well, you, you at least have one fan out here cheering for them. Um, Thank you. For, for at least a round or so. Anyway, uh, Fuad, this is a lot of fun, man. I, I've appreciated your work and all the hustle you put in from afar. Um, it, it makes me feel very lazy to see everything you're doing. But uh, yeah, keep up the great work. Uh, where, where can people find all your stuff? Yeah, so uh, I'm not big on Twitter, to be honest. I just, just don't like the platform and probably won't be around in a year anyway, so um but i you can find me if you follow sdpn on all the socials uh twice a week i'm putting out some content some shorts for that you can find me on game over toronto 
on the SDPN YouTube channel. You can find me on Game Over WrestleMania, which is going to happen April 1st, April 2nd, right after the show. You can find us live. You can find us afterwards. It's going to be a good time. First time really piloting wrestling content on SDPN. So let's go, let's get it to be successful so we can do some more, you know? Totally. Yeah. Well, I, I hope it goes well because I'm, I'm unable to join this time, but I want to hop on the next time we're doing wrestling stuff. But uh, so I thank Absolutely. you so much for this, Absolutely. man. Have a good one. Thank you. All right. Once again, check it out. Go to uh, the SDPN YouTube channel right now. You should already be subscribed because you listen to me every day on Game Over Calgary, right? Um, but yeah, check out the, the YouTube channel. Really want this to do well. I, I hope that we're able to do more wrestling stuff over there at SDPN in the future. And Fuad's going to absolutely crush it over the next couple of days. So this is part one of your WrestleMania preview. Um, by the time you are listening to this, part two should already be out as well uh, as we get ready for WrestleMania with the breakdown that we had with the Fresh Take Network yes, or, uh, earlier this week. So that is the show. Thank you all so much. Remember, rate, review, subscribe wherever you can. Find me on social media, Twitter, and Instagram. I am at Primetime Klein, and I'll talk to you all later.